Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. I just want to ask one quick favor before we jump into this episode. You know, I've been organically growing this podcast for over five years, and I need your help to keep the momentum going. There's two things you can do. One is leaving a five-star rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Spotify is a lot easier. You'll see the rating button right at the top. Apple Podcasts, you have to scroll down the page a little bit, and you'll see a write a review button. Additionally, if you want to share this out with your audience on your social channels, text it to a friend or colleague or family member, whatever you have to do to pass this along to individuals that you find may need the help and may be looking to get started. So either of those things or both of you like would be appreciative so I can get this podcast out to more individuals and we can help more people get started and move in the right direction to a more happy and fulfilling life. So thanks again for your help and grateful to have you here on another episode. Let's get it started. On today's episode, I welcome in Danny Goldberg, who is a professional speaker, host of the Bits of Gold podcast, and serial entrepreneur. The story of Danny's path to personal and professional intentional living empowers audiences to take ownership of their life and start pursuing a life of greater fulfillment and happiness. Danny's ability to connect with his audience is largely due to a series of unfortunate events. By 25, he lost both his parents to rare cancers, and it changed how he lived forever. The loss of his parents was his wake-up call to the importance of living intentionally and by design. Outside of speaking, Danny has built and sold numerous businesses, won over $50,000 in business competitions while in college, and owns a portfolio of short-term rentals. His podcast, Bits of Gold, has over 50,000 downloads and inspires people to live on purpose. I hope you all enjoy this conversation with Danny. So without further ado, please welcome in Danny Goldberg. Danny, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I, I've been excited to chat with you. I know uh, Mike uh, Lewis had uh, connected us and so excited to have you on here and, and learn more about your journey. Um, I wanted to start, if we can, so I had a few other topics I was going to start and then you posted something on Instagram yesterday and I'm like, this is the only place to start. So can I read that if that's okay? I think this, Absolutely. Is, this is the best spot because it, it really goes this, you know, just get started. I mean, all of us, whether we share it or not, we have these fears, these anxieties, these self-limiting beliefs that we go through. And, and a lot of times it's every day kind of beating us up. So let me try to read this. I'll, I'll try not to take too long reading this, but here we go. Recently, I can't sleep. I've been so energized by the work that I'm doing that I've been waking up throughout the night, excited, ready to tackle the day. For the first time in a long time, I'm living my wildest dreams. It's hard to believe. One year ago, it was hard to even imagine that any of this would be possible. I'd sit in my room and think, is it really possible? Can I really make the changes that I want? And for months, that internal dream killer voice would tell me, play it safe, play it smart, be responsible. As a result, I stayed in my comfortable life of certainty for longer than I would have liked. I was terrified to make any changes, even if it was at the expense of my happiness. But eventually, I mustered the courage to go for it, to courageously live the life I really want. This past weekend, I got to rehearse a keynote speech that I've been working on for seven months. It's starting to really come together, and I'm excited about the impact it will have. I've learned more about myself these last seven months than I have in the last seven years. And today, I'm getting to play The Plunge Game, a business that I'm building with Alex Lieberman. I'm living proof that you can live the life you want. To a great degree, you can choose how you want to spend your time. 
Do what scares you. Have the courage to go for it. It's worth it. That gave you oh, chills wow. me reading that back. <laughs> yeah, that gave me a lot of chills. I'm like, who wrote that? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 good. I mean, I'm biased because I wrote it, but well, what do you um, think that, about it? You I know, just, when I read that back, what's kind of going through your brain? Uh, um, that is feels like feels like I'm in a dream. It's it's really crazy because I I actually go to my wife recently and I say I, I told her I. I think I need to start meditating or something because I've not been this revved up in a long time. And I miss this. Like, this is the feeling. I started my first business when I was 14 years old. And I remember then this is how I felt. Like, I felt so alive, so excited, so energized. And I feel that again. And I, it's, it's, it's becoming challenging for me to put the technology down because I am so genuinely excited about the work that I'm doing. What, what excites you, do you think, about the work? Like, what is it specifically? Like, is it just the feeling you get from doing it? Is it the people that you're with? What are some of the kind of highlights of that? Yeah, so it's twofold. So one, I'm, I'm working on a keynote speech that I've been working on for six months, and it's finally coming together. This past weekend, I was with a group of my friends from this professional organization where we're all working towards perfecting and, and getting in a better place for presenting, performing a keynote speech. That's a message that I've had inside me for so long and it's finally coming together. And I'm, I'm at a point where I'm ready to give the speech and get it out into the world. And the, what excites me there is the impact that I know it, it, it can and will have. That's something that I miss so deeply in my last business that I built. And what I'm building with, with Alex Lieberman, uh, we're, we're building this, awesome game called the plunge it's it's like axe throwing meets cornhole or it's axe throwing cornhole had a baby you throw plungers at this board you get points it is so much fun and we have an awesome vision a, a super compelling vision that we're building towards and i think that that's that's the thing that i that i have and that i i hope other people i think everyone should should aspire to to find in their own life this feeling of this compelling vision that pulls them forward out of bed where they say wow I am so excited about the thing I'm working on, the impact it's going to have, the business I'm building, the career I'm working towards. So for the first time in a long time, I have this compelling vision, and that's something I really lacked the last several years. And um, just for context, I started a manufacturing agency when I was 21. I'd left the business this past December. So I built it for almost eight years, blood, sweat, tears. It was a great business. The business still is around. My, my, my ex-business partner is still running it. I no longer was feeling the growth, the excitement, the energy that I used to that I used to feel. And for the longest time I said I need to leave this business. But that was how I was eating. That that was and and the business the business was it was a great business. We were profitable. Uh, we had an awesome book of customers and it, I I even enjoyed the work, but it wasn't the thing that was exciting me anymore. But it was so hard to muster the strength, the courage to actually go and make make a change. So um, now in December, I had decided it's time. I finally left the business and I finally have the courage to start doing the things that I really want to do. And and uh, here we are. And that's kind of, um, you know, this 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 weekend, I, I was just feeling, I had this moment of reflection and I said, holy shit, I, I can curse on here, right? Sure, you can do whatever <laughs> um, you want, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I had this feeling of holy shit, like, you know, a, a year ago, 
I could not have imagined that I was driving. I would have told someone, I want to give a speech. I want to share this message about courageously living the life you really want with the world. But I would have just said that I want to. And now I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm on the path and I'm so close to finally start giving it. Mm-hmm. And that that's what's so exciting to me right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can see it just in the way you're telling the story, just the excitement, the uh, the energy. I, I want to get into one. I'm going to put a pin in one thing. I want to go back to what you said about leaving your business because there is that sunk cost fallacy of like, I've put so much time and energy and you know, leaving this, I can't really do it. Or what am I going to do next? Like there's all these things. So how did you finally make that decision to, to leave? Yeah, it was not easy. This was quite frankly, years, um, a couple, like really a couple of years, I had the thought, I pushed it to the side. I had the thought again, I pushed it to the side. I, I had this moment where I said, enough, you know, like I, I can go and do this until I'm 80 and tell myself the same story. I told myself the last two years, the money is good financially. It's com- I, it's comfortable. I, I have a good business that's working, whether I'm showing up or not. And in some ways, that's like the entrepreneur, solopreneur's dream, right? right. The business works. Um, Whether I'm going to the office or not, the business is producing. I had that. And so many friends, even family told me, you're living the dream. You'd be crazy to leave what you have. But But I woke up one day and I said, enough. Enough is enough. Like I can tell myself this exact same story for the next year, five years, 10 years. And then one day I'm gonna wake up at 80 years old and say, Wow, look at look at what I missed. I missed the life that I really wanted to live. So I I would say that that was the thing that really pu- pulled me to to finally make the change. I also had a, a close friend bring up this point to me, and I think I think it's a great point. I don't know if he got it from somewhere else, but he told me something to the effect of all successful people leave money on the table every year because there's an abundance of opportunity. If you're if you're if you're working hard, if you're a hard worker and you, uh, you enjoy work in some ways, there will always be ample opportunity. At least that's my belief as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an abundance of opportunity out there and you really need to pick and choose where where and how you want to spend your time. And, um, you know, I, I could have easily stayed in the business and said, um, you know, this is, this is, this is the money. But I, I had this realization that a lot of successful people, I'm sure like yourself included, you have to make choices, conscious, intentional choices to do what you do as opposed to getting distracted and doing other things that um, maybe are interesting or not so interesting. So those were like the two big things that really pushed me to make the change. Yeah. Yeah. I found that is if you get stretched too thin, then you kind of do things kind of half-ass because you're doing so many. It's how do you get really specific on, I'm only going to do these couple items. It's not that you do, don't do other things here and there. But I think you, you hit a good point there. It's like, what are the th- what's the direction I think is best for me leading down this path? And you have to go with it. We, we can't yeah. do 20 things at once. We just don't have the time. And, and again, if we can't put the energy into it. It's like saying, I want to do these, like the fitness is always the example I bring up on the podcast. It's like, if you go to the gym once a week, okay, that's better than zero. But how much are you really going to move the needle just once a week? You have to have some more consistency. Like it's probably better to do 10 to 15 minutes a day for four or five days than it is for two hours once a week. So how do you actually build more consistency in one avenue versus just kind of spotting in all these different ones? That's at least how I think about it. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point, Brian. I think, I think also um, 
Yeah, you know, I think I think there's a time and a place. I think your early 20s, I'm 29 now, I think your early 20s, it's a great time to explore, to try a lot of different things, to sort of be, be spread thin and tinker, experiment, figure out what you like, what you don't like. But I think later on, once you find once you find the thing, and if you if you found the thing in your early twenties and you feel compelled, like go go all in and really focus. But I think um, so. I think there's a time and a place for being a little bit more scattered, and then there's a time to zoom in and, and be very hyper focused. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think yeah, when you're we're definitely younger and you're single and no kids and you know who cares about the job because you're probably getting the paid the same <laughs> across the board it's like yeah let's just try things and see what happens and then we can jump to the next but yeah i think as you talk about like a business there's a lot as you know right you've built several businesses there's a lot to it it's hard to build 10 businesses right it's 100 really better, it's better to focus on one and then you can you know if you want to be like elon and, and kind of jump around <laughs> i think you once you build the team and you and you have some stuff maybe you do that but um, speaking of business, I want to I want to talk about this plunge game for a minute because what's funny is, you know, I've been following Alex for a while. You know, I, um, I had Austin on here. You know, I've been I've been uh, reading Morning Brew for many years, and what's funny is I was I I've seen him post stuff over the last whatever couple months or whatever it's been, and then when you and I connected, I'm like, wait a minute, what's Danny doing <laughs> with him? This is kind of cool. So tell me how this idea spawned. How did you get involved with this? I, Cause I'm really curious. It's a, it's a fun, what you guys are doing, like going out in New York city and having folks play. And yeah, know, we're, I love we're it. just having, we're having a great time. Uh, so Alex, Alex came up with this idea. He was watching YouTube videos and dude, perfect. The third most, uh, their third most watched YouTube videos are plunger trick shots. And he was thinking, Oh, that would be a cool, you know, plungers aboard. That would be a pretty cool game. And he, he really got us to this point in terms of coming up with the idea. I saw he was doing this and I was, I had just left my business and I saw he was building this and I, I slid into his DMS and I said, Hey, if you need any guidance on the product side, that was my business. I, I left a couple months ago. Um, I know how to make products overseas. So if you just want another set of eyes and ears overseas as it relates to what I do or what I wouldn't do, I'd be happy to spend some time with you. Um, and it it took some messages for him to uh, to reply, but uh, once he did, we we hopped on a call and uh, we sort of just hit it off. And um, now I'm uh, co-founder and helping him get this to market and running all the operations. And um, yeah, I'm helping run the business. And the, the goal is is that uh, we're we're launching on Kickstarter in June, and I'm going to be running the 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 operation, the front end and the back end, and. He's doing the the marketing and I'm helping on the product side and the operation side here. But we're having a blast. We had we actually brought in the world champion axe thrower uh two weekends ago into Manhattan and we had people challenge the world champion axe thrower in the plunge. And he played Mark played for four hours and two people were able to beat him and it was like a fluke both times. So <laughs> he he might be also world champion elite status plunger thrower. Oh man, that's so cool. What's like the object of the game then? What's the, what's the simple premise? Yeah. So we created this board and has different uh, points, a point system on it. And your goal, you each player gets three throws and your goal is to get to 15. The first player to get to 15 wins. If you go over 15, you go back to 10. So you're playing just to get whoever gets to 15 first wins the game. Okay. So it's, it's not like cornhole where like if, if you throw and they throw and you subtract the points, kind of thing no just, yeah so we're not doing we're just, there's no math each player gets three <laughs> throws uh you tally up what the total is for that round and then the next player goes and first one to 15 wins 
That's awesome. What what's I mean, I guess if we're talking about getting started maybe with a, a new business, what have been some of the the hurdles or challenges you guys have had? Yeah, I think so interestingly enough, before this, I a spin out of my old company, we launched the furniture brand and it was a massive failure. And everything we did wrong in that business, I'm trying to do right in this business. So um, that's just an interesting little thing that I'm being, I'm very cognizant of to try to apply these things from, from the last business to this one. But right now we've been really focused on just getting the product right, getting the economics of the business right, proving product market fit and continuously iterating. I think one thing that we've been doing that I think is a really helpful bit, at least for something we're doing differently now, is we've been having a weekly meeting at the end of the week as if we've already built this successful company and we're holding each other account- accountable, asking what worked this week, what didn't, and focused our top three priorities for the following week. And having that system in place, I think it's really enabled us to move and get this move faster, learn more quickly, and hold each other accountable as we're pushing this into the market. Do you think having the date, like you mentioned, you're launching Kickstarter in June, like having that date out, knowing we have to do something to hit this date, is that helpful versus the idea of like, oh, let's just keep building, and then eventually it'll be ready, like almost putting the line in the sand, like we have to hit this? Yes, 100%. I think putting, uh, getting that that layer of commitment is incredibly helpful in staying staying on, on time, and I think a deadline will, would be helpful to anyone in anything. Yeah. What were you going to, so I'm, I'm actually kind of curious here, you mentioned the, the keynote speech um, that you've been working on, but when you left the business, like what was the next day? Like, what were you going to do going forward? Obviously the plunge game came out of nowhere. It seems like, like, what were you going to do? I was going to start giving my speech and see where life takes me. So, okay. you know, you hear from a lot of people, you can only leave once you have a bulletproof plan. You know, you can't leave this thing. That's, that's already great for even good. A lot of people will tell you you're, you're crazy to leave great for good. Um, that for me personally, didn't work for me. That put so much pressure on my shoulders because I built something that worked. Like it is very hard to go from a business that works to leaving and taking a job because the difference in what I'd be making would be significant to go from a business that I built to a new business that I'm building is very hard because you know, you can't just build a business overnight. Um, so when people would tell me that, that that sort of was a, it was something that made me feel even more compelled to stay where I was, to stay put and not just get started in terms of taking taking the leap. So I think that's advice that a lot of people share, but for me, it it really, it made it so much more challenging for me to actually go and, make the change to go and to, to start to pursue the life that I really wanted for me, giving this, giving the, the keynote speech, I was going to just go all in on speaking and start giving my talk and see if I could build a speaking business. That was really my, my intent and my goal. What you, you very mature perspective for late twenties. I, I definitely didn't have that 10 years ago. Um, if you could look back at the Danny from start, let's say starting that business, the eight years prior or whatever, how have you changed? How, how have your mindset changed? How did you go through that change maybe of, of making those changes? What, what's, what's impacted you? Yeah, so, for, so my dad died when I was 20 years old. 
And my mom, my mom died when I was 25. So in a relatively short period, I lost both, both my parents to cancer. And I'd say that the, when, when my mom died, I had this, when my dad died, I took a step back and said, um, a lot, a lot of my focus became around this idea of success as it relates to societal success. I wanted to become financially successful so I could help contribute to my mom, help take care of her, um, and, and, and kind of take on this, this fatherly role almost in, in my family dynamic. I became somewhat obsessed with the societal view of, of success of, um, you know, you bring home the big bucks, you're living the dream. That's, that's how a lot of people in our society define success. When my mom died, I took this tremendous step backwards and I asked myself, how do I actually want to spend my limited time? Not how do I want to make the most money? Not what do I think I should do to make the most money? I asked myself, how do I want to spend my time? And it wasn't the business I was building. And what I felt most pulled to do was to use my my story of 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 loss and my experience, my personal experience of losing my parents young to help empower others to realize that their time is limited, but they too can 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 harness their limited time and choose how they want to spend it. So I I had this moment of really awakening after my mom died of around how fragile life is and that the the time is the time is now today not someday in the future but but right now and you know that's that's a big driver of why I ultimately left left the business how did uh losing your parents like that and were the, was it fairly quickly you said they both died from cancer like was it or did was it a longer time horizon on that yeah my dad was sick for 7 months my mom was sick for 2 months so wow. um i thought when my dad died it was quick but then compared to my mom it was quite long but 7 months still is pretty short oh wow what did that make you think about in terms of relationships, like support systems and the importance of that? Because sometimes we take that for granted, right? People are there, you know, we just kind of go from one day to the next. And then when they're not, it kind of almost makes you step back. Like, wait a minute, how have I thought about this, you know, this relationship? I'm curious how that changed your perspective. Yeah, I think if I didn't have a community that I could lean on after my mom died, I don't think I'd be sitting here with you on this podcast right now. I am so eternally grateful for the people that were there to pick me up when I was at my lowest low personally. Anyone in particular? So many, like so many people. I mean, I I know I'm beyond grateful in that sense. Um, and, and, and lucky. I, I always share this story just, um, because I think, I think it, it, it has a lot of power. When my mom died, my family, like my uncles, my aunts, like they have stepped up so big in regards to, I have two older sisters as well, but making sure where we always have something going on for the holidays. And my family is like st- stuck together like glue through all this. And I think when, when you live through some things like this, uh, communication is so important, whether it be with a friend, a family member, because it's so easy for for things to be misconstrued or people don't know how to communicate. So they, so they say something and, uh, or they're scared to say something. And, uh, you know, I, I feel so lucky that my, my circle, I feel like stuck together, like glue through this. And I, I always felt like I had people to lean on throughout, uh, my, my own grief and moving forward after my, my mom died. 
Yeah, that's so important. And you start realizing it's the simple things like, hey, is there support around me? Can I ask people? Because I don't know. I don't know if you grew up like this. You're a little bit younger. But like I grew up where you didn't talk about feelings. You didn't share emotions. You kind of kept it inside. It was like, that's what you did, especially as a, as, a, as a guy or young boy, like you kept it inside. So I think having people around that you could share, you know, feelings with, you can talk about, you can, like, it's okay to cry, you know, like shit like that, that it was like, that was off the table when I was younger. Besides, you know, some grandparents I, I was more with, but definitely by, you know, close family, barely did any of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely funny, especially from a guy's perspective, um, how like men are told you, you have to be tough or you have to, you know, I've heard it too myself. You have to be the man of the house. But, um, I, I, a friend once told me, you know, the, the most manly thing you can do is cry and, and be vulnerable and show your emotion. And, you know, I think there's, I think there's a lot of truth to that, although it's very counter to, um, you know, what, what many have, have been told in the past probably. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you talk about one of the things I wanted to, you know, maybe end, as we kind of wrap up here soon is success because, and we kind of talk, you know, we've kind of talked about this throughout, but like we have this idea of what the society, you know, the norms of what success is but each of our definitions of a little bit different. So it seems like you've redefined success just in the last couple of years, maybe even the last year, you know, you've decided you've redefined success on what you thought it was. Right. Mm, absolutely. Well, I was going to say like one, how do you define, like, do you have like a written out or does it, is it one of those things you're always trying to evolve and think about? Yeah. So I, I think that, I think most people, don't actually define their own definition of success. And far too many people live some version of this default societal definition of success of, uh, you know, you, you go to job, you, you get a job to pay the bills. You try to make the most money that, that you can. And that's, then you're successful. And society celebrates that, you know, we celebrate the jobs that where you're making all the money and you say, Oh, amazing. Good job. You're killing it. You're crushing it. And, uh, kudos to them. Absolutely. And, I think if money is your your motivation or that is your number one driver, by all means, go go get go get the money. But I think a very powerful exercise that your audience can do is is actually ask themselves, how do I define success? What are my what are my metrics of not just a successful profession? I think if you isolate just the profession thing, you miss so much of what life has to offer. What are your metrics of a successful life? Does that mean showing up for your kids for the baseball games? Does that mean being a present parent, showing up for your friends, making time in your community? So I think success is so, so much more than just your profession. But so often when we talk about success, we leave out all the other elements of, of, of life. So, you know, I think that those are the things that we should be thinking about as we think through how, when we look back on our deathbed, hopefully many years down the road, you know, what is, what is our successful life? And, you know, you can go more granular. How do I want to be a successful parent? How do I want to be a successful in my career? But I think answering that holistically is, is super important. Well, and I, I think it goes back to, cause that's a great point. It, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about making decisions on like what avenue to go down. If you don't define success, it's really challenging to make a sound decision on where you want to go next. Because yeah. how do you know, oh, I want to make more money. Well, we can always get a new job and make more money, like in terms of corporate America, or we can always, you could take a quick win, right, to make some money. But then what happens in six months when that doesn't fulfill you anymore and you want more? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I think that's the big thing. If you start defining success, then you're able to actually backtrack and say, okay, well now I have these five decisions in front of me, these opportunities. Well, which one is going to lead me to that definition of success a little bit more? A hundred percent. I, for me right now, at least success is, is per professional success is impact. Like I want to have the greatest amount of impact that I can have. If I look at it more holistically, I want to be able to have the freedom to spend my time how and where I please so I can show up and be a present friend, be a present, be a present parent one day uh, right now, be present for, for, for my wife. So I, I don't want to go down this hole where work is my sole obsession and everything I do is work. But when I think about prof professionally, I want to have the, the greatest amount of impact that I can have. I want to go on the other end if I can. How yeah, do you, absolutely. How do, you, how do you think about failure? And how do you how do you maybe when you do consider a quote unquote I failed or you know this didn't work out how do you reflect on that you mentioned something earlier about hey I use my experience in manufacturing you know that product that didn't work out to help me here so how do you reflect back on that how do you use that as a uh, to help you uh, going forward Yeah, I don't I don't know really if you can fail like you know you can you can be very down on yourself and say I failed but. I, I really think that for the most part, life is just messy. Your career is messy. Your profession is messy. Life, life is this messy, this messy thing where there isn't this, this, this perfect or to get to like some level of even uh, good or great, you have to wrestle through the messy mm -hmm. to get to that point. So I view all your experiences as, as that wrestling, right? And sometimes you're going to win the match. Sometimes you lose the match. But ultimately, you're growing in every match that 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 you're in. And that's kind of how I view each each experience. I so I just finished a a seven month intensive professional speaking training program, and one of the things that was one of the things that that really has uh, changed the way that I I look at some things now. With speaking, I used to be terrified to speak publicly, especially on a stage. I was scared that if I didn't know exactly what I was going to say and that the message was going to be effective, I did not want to stand in front of anybody to to speak. I would, you know, that's that's terrifying. What I learned is that the creative process and getting your message into the world, that's a messy process. And you're better off getting started and sharing some form of your message and having it iterate and change over time as you learn what's resonating, what's not, what you enjoy, what you don't, um, as opposed to, you know, just sitting, sitting at home saying, Oh, I want to, I want to have this dream. I want to speak, um, being scared of the potential failure. You know, you gotta, you, you need to, um, no pun intended, but you need to just get started. And, um, once you do, once you're playing the game, you, you can, you can iterate and, and grow from there. Yeah. The, uh, if you look at anything, anyone that's achieved the success that they've defined that they want, it's always iteration after it. It's rarely the one hit. And, you know, it's really you walk up to the plate, you get a home run and you retire. Right. It's like 100 <laughs> percent, you know, you know, what I love is the um, I uh, I listened to this. Uh, well, I listened to the interview with James Dyson a little while back, but it kind of brought it up more recently where he had like over five thousand invent like in iterations on the Dyson vacuum before it actually came to market, which is like, when you think about 5,000 tries and not getting it right, I mean, that's, 
we're all grateful that he did. I don't know if he used a Dyson vacuum. I mean, they're unbelievable. I have one. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I think I think a lot of um I think it's the people who can hang out the longest that you'll ultimately get a win if you just continue to hang out, hang out and play the game long enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so you you have your professional speaking. Anything else on your mind? Anything else you'd share with us uh, that you're excited about maybe for this year or maybe maybe something, you know, another quiet project you're working on that hasn't come out yet or? Professional speaking and, and the plunge. I'm excited to make them both happen. Oh, man. Yeah, we're excited. I, that plunge thing. I'm so excited for this to, to, this to launch. I love watching the videos online. Um, anything you'd share with folks, you know, think about like getting started. Someone that's in that position of like, God, I really want to start this project. Or I really want to do this or that. And this kind of the fear is creeping up each and every day. Any advice or insight uh, that you would share to kind of, you know, end our conversation on? Yeah, I I think. Although this might sound counter, I think if you can look forward and put yourself in an in your imaginary deathbed and look backwards and say, you know, what are the things that you're going to say if I only had the courage to go and and take that leap and make make that change, I would have been so much happier. I would have been so much more fulfilled. I I think that that's what I would urge your audience to do if they're on on the brink or on the edge of of just getting started and it doesn't need to be so grand like you know i i sort of i i left behind everything and uh per our conversation you know i didn't really have a real plan in place but it doesn't always need to be that drastic you can simply get started and see see what doors open as a result and see where life takes you and that's that's what i would urge your audience to do Danny, I appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh, good way to maybe put a pin in this conversation. We'll have you back for a second one after plunge game. Uh, maybe it comes out and uh, we could chat about that further. Um, where do you, where, what watering holes are you on online? Where do you prefer folks reach out and say hello? Yeah, the most, the, the best place to get a hold of me or connect with me is on LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. Um, I'm, I'm Dan bits of gold is my handle, but you could just find me on Danny Goldberg. Awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for being on and uh, certainly enjoy the conversation. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions, where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.